This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Ah, the Friday before a long weekend, Jim Toth. Labor Day, unofficial end to summer. Closing in on hockey season. 40 days now. 40 days and 40 nights. Hey, you remember when Kramer was going to move out to California and Jerry Seinfeld said, you're really going to do this? And he said, up here, I'm already there. (laughs) That's how we are right now on the long weekend, right? Up here, we're already there. But yet we're here. Got another edition of Free For All Friday. We're going to get that going right after 1230. Text us. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, 204-780-6868. Love to get some phone calls. I've been getting phone calls over the last little bit. Uh, we will open up. Text lines open now. Phone lines will open up after 1230. So make sure you get your calls in. You want to talk some bombers, Labor Day Classic, upcoming uh, jet season, whatever. I'll talk Blue Jays. Free for all Friday. Big nine-game set here against the three worst teams in baseball. We can talk about that, too. Does our guests know that it's free for all Friday? So... Like if we say, hey, would you trade Hellebuck for Dreisaitl? And you got to go, that's not going to, you today, because it's free-for-all, you go, ah, I'll think about it, because it's free-for-all. Yeah. You got to be open to everything now. Well, Paul Edmonds joins Monday the show. Monday to Thursday, we'd go, that's asinine. <laughs> but today we go, Nobody ah, would I'll ever think about in their it. life make that trade, but now we'll be like, well, today, well, well, let's think about it. Paul Edmonds, play-by-play voice for the Winnipeg Jets, joins us now. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Good, and yes, I would make that trade. And not because I'm trying to divest of Connor Hellebuck. It's just that you're getting a younger man who's got a long-term contract, and that's secured, and he can put some points on the board, and then I would just go about trying to find a goaltender after that. Uh, listen, Connor Hellebuck's the guy here, but Leon Dreisaitl? Huh, come on. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, this was Simple as that. On one free-for-all Friday, it was a proposed deal, but I think they threw in Ryan Nugent Hopkins with the deal. <laughs> And we, and we and we threw in Jansen Harkins, so and Evan and Evan Bouchard. It was on that trade. And that's as well. no disrespect to any of them, but I, I do think Bouchard was thrown in for a third yeah. round pick from the Jets. Yeah, so I don't know who would we got to think one. about it. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, and I remember like I loved all the times when you would you would hear from people that would say, uh, okay, well let's throw in uh, you know Wright and Postma and Peluso and Thorburn and. All these bottom end guys, and let's ship them off to Pittsburgh for Crosby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. I, <laughs> they had no value here in Winnipeg, but on other teams in the NHL, these guys are worth top top end line guys. Yeah, I do on Free for All Friday is is the day where you pick the player you like the least, and then you trade them for like the player you like the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paul, I mean, again, we're forty days away from the from the uh, the start of the season. Of course, we got training camp coming up. Uh, you know, mid to late September. Uh, you know, 40 days from October 11th when the Winnipeg Jets are in Calgary taking on the Flames. Are you gearing up for the season? Yeah, no doubt. About, uh, you know, a week or so ago, you start to think about all the things. I guess, you know, that what's funny is that things quiet down when you get into the middle of August, right? Like mm-hmm. all the, the trades have been done, uh, the teams that are that are looking to sign players are kind of done. The news becomes few and far between in the, the dog days of summer. 
Um, so you start to think, well, the reason for that is because everybody's pretty much supplanted in where they're going to be and looking forward to starting the season, and that's where you get your head wrapped around that at the same time. So the quick answer, Cam, is absolutely. Um, can't wait for it to get started. I think it's going to be an interesting season, an intriguing season for the Jets for a number of different reasons that we haven't seen before. Um, no Blake Wheeler, Pierre-Luc Dubois down the road, three new players that are coming back in that trade with Dubois from Los Angeles. Where do they fit in? How do they get used? Um, does it make the forward court deeper, as uh, the administration says that it, it has? And, and also, do they also have a bit of a different look this year with those three players? And then, you know, players like Dylan Sandberg, does he take another step this year? What happens with the one-two punch with Connor Hellebuck and Lauren Brossois? Do you take some time off and some minutes off of Connor Hellebuck because Brossois is more established now? I mean, these are all things that are different for the Winnipeg Jets going into this year than last year or even the year before. And I think because of that, there's a lot of interest in this team when it comes to starting training camp in the middle of September. And along those lines, Paul, are you surprised that um, – because I know that over the years, especially the past two years, like you've been pretty adamant with us that, you know, you can make a trade in training camp. You can make a trade in the first month of the season. Would you be sh- surprised at this point that, you know, this is the roster that they come out of camp with? I would tell you that I don't think there's going to be any movement going into camp with regard to anybody on the Winnipeg Jets roster, unless, of course, there is a deal that absolutely knocks somebody's socks off, and that being from another team in the National Hockey League to Kevin Day off in the Winnipeg Jets. I think what you see here is what you're going to get to start the season. I think the Jets are content with that as well. I mean, that's the other thing. They're not actively trying to move anybody down the road here right now. I mean, you have to start with your number one goaltender, unless who's a pending unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, of course. You keep that in mind. Same with your top goal scorer from last year with 42 in Mark Shifley. But I think you want to start the year with both of those two guys unless there's something that you just absolutely cannot refuse when it comes to uh, to consummating a deal and, and what you might get back. So I think you're a much better team if you're the Winnipeg Jets starting the season with your number one center and your number one goaltender. There's no question about it. I mean, Connor Hellebuck backstopped this team to the playoffs last year. And there's no reason to expect why he wouldn't do that in the regular season again this year. Are they going to be improved defensively while well, they're going to be a second-year team under Rick Bonus's system? Are they going to be able to find some goals that have kind of departed here, the 27 from Dubois, the 16 from Wheeler? Of course, because you've got a situation where Gabe Velarde is coming in, probably going to play on your top line. And Gabe Velarde had 23 goals last year, only four less than Pierre-Luc Dubois in 10 less games. Plus, you've got a real proven NHLer in Alex Iafalo, and then a real, real decent sort of uh, fourth or third-line piece in Rasmus Kapari. So also some other guys pushing in. I mean, you've got a Cole Perfetti, I think, that is probably going to be destined for that number two center position, like um, Kevin Chevaldeoff mentioned that they want to get him into the middle and off the wall. He was just a little bit too vulnerable to injury and playing against the board. So get him into the middle where he's a natural center. Let's see what he can do. It's not like you know he's got to get his feet wet. I mean, he's kind of established himself now as an NHLer. He knows the, the roads. He knows the intricacies of the game, the travel, all of that. So I think Winnipeg can make an improvement this year and vie for a for a playoff spot. It's maybe a wild card team as well, but I don't think the pieces that went out haven't been replaced by the pieces that have come in, and this team is going to be different. 
It might be better, but it's going to be a little bit more unique when it comes to the mixing and matching that you can have and the ability to move guys up and down and not only up and down the lineup on the forward core, but maybe from the middle out or from the wall in. I mean, it's interesting too, Paul. I mean, you saying that, and I, I look at the Central Division and – I'm I'm not taken aback by it. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think Dallas could be the best team in the West. I think Colorado is right up there. Um, you know, is Minnesota finally going to be bitten by that 14.7 million dollars they have in dead cap this year and the next? Is that finally going to affect them? Are are they going to struggle? I mean, remains to be seen. They've they've done well the last little bit, but uh, the Central Division could be a, a a spot where the Winnipeg Jets could find themselves even in third place. I, I think you're bang on, Cam. I, I really do. I mean, from the standpoint that your two heavyweights are going to remain your heavyweights, right? I mean, JT Comfer walking out the door in Colorado and some other pieces that they're going to lose in Eric Johnson. You know, that's that's a guy that was on your back end and, and a real leader in your room if you're Colorado. But they've got probably, in my opinion, one of the best blue lines in the league. They've got some good goaltending. They've got some real good fours and forwards in the top line. Where's Gabe Landeskog this year? They could really use him. There's no question about it. I mean, probably some of his grit was devoid in, in them getting past Seattle in the first round, but I don't believe that Colorado will be taking a large step back this year, and they in Dallas, I believe, will be the top two teams in the division. With maybe an uptick coming from the Dallas Stars, they didn't lose anybody. I mean, they got their exact same team and their entire team from last year back with the addition of some really good, I think, depth pieces in Craig Smith, Matt Duchesne, Sam Steele, former captain of the Regina Pats. I mean, I think they've had a bit of an upgrade. Dallas might win the division. It might be challenging for the conference, but Colorado will be right there. Minnesota, you know, as long as you still have Gustafson in goal and Kirill Kaprizov scoring 40 goals, you're going to be a challenging team. But I do believe that the Winnipeg Jets might be able to knock themselves into that third spot in the division. And Minnesota may be fighting for a wild card spot for those reasons that you mentioned, Cameron. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a lot of movement from anybody else in the bottom of the division moving up and really challenging. What's going to be interesting is going to be that line in Chicago with generational player Connor Bedard playing with Taylor Hall and Taylor Radish. I mean, they're going to put up some points, but I don't think it's enough for them to, to really have a bounce back and, and really say to the market in Chicago that this is a contending team in the next year or two. So Arizona, Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, in my opinion, even though this might be Cody Glass's team going forward, even with the addition of Ryan O'Reilly, are probably going to be in the bottom of the division with the same top four teams fighting for the playoff spots as we saw last year coming out of the division. We only have about 30 seconds here, Paul, but along these lines, like I am fascinated of a Connor Hellebuck in front of a a more defensively orientated lineup like what we see on paper right now. Like I know it's only Wheeler and Dubois and they're great players, Um, but those three that came from L.A. and if it's spread out throughout the lineup and this team can keep more goals out – I, I'm fascinated to see how good this team could be with Connor Hellebuck and Net with that in front of him. Are you? I just think, yeah, I am. And, you know, to be quick and concise, I think if you keep the shot volume down, you know, you're still going to spend some time in your zone, how you sort things out, how you retrieve the puck, and then get in transition with the puck and have those turnovers in your own zone and keep the shot volume down, and then certainly where the shots are coming from. Connor Hellebuck has proven in the past that he has the ability to stop that first shot uh, wherever it's coming from. But if you can certainly limit the amount of shots and the high-grade shots coming his way, I think you'll be a better team to cut down your goals against. And there's no reason to believe that the Winnipeg's, Winnipeg Jets' goals for will remain the same or go higher this year.
Uh, Paul Edmonds, play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Jets, right here on 680 CJOB, uh, gearing up for the season. Paul, awesome stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. You take care, okay? Talk soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, have a great long weekend, guys. Yeah, you, you well. too. You too. Enjoy it. Uh, let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Hey, this guy says he might consider staying with his NHL club. I'll tell you who that is when we come back. A player stained? Perhaps. What? Maybe. It's a possibility. We'll hear from, we'll talk about that right after. Show me the money. The upcoming Sports Minute. And then, Free For All Friday coming up after 1230. Lines will be open. Uh, text right now already. 204-780-1668. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. 204-780-6868. Full lines are going to open right after 1230 uh, for Free For All Friday. Uh, as well, send a text message, 204-780-6868. Calgary Flames forward. Elias Lindholm says he's open to staying with the team as he enters the final year of his contract. I'm willing to stay, he told a Swedish publication per translation. My agent in Calgary will handle most of it. There's a lot we have to agree on, but I've said that I can consider staying. After that, it's up to the agent in Calgary to sort out the rest. Then we'll see where it works out or not. Hard out 30 seconds, Jim. That's, I want $9 million. Nobody has it. Mm-hmm. If I wait a year and go to free agency, the teams that could have it next year are probably three or four of the Arizonas of the world. Give me $9 million. I'll be more than happy to stay. And that's why I wonder what Shifley and Hellebuck are thinking. Mm-hmm. There's not $9 million out there. Not right now. Calgary could make some moves and make that work. So why wouldn't he want to stay? Absolutely. 204-780-6868. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back for you for all Friday. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome to Free For All. Free For All Friday here on Jets at noon. Free For All Friday. We got two text messages here. Well, I don't know if we had address a rumor like this, but now because it's free for all, we have to. We have to. Maybe Wednesday we go, uh, we got no confirmation of this, so we're not going to. But today, yeah. it's free for all. Now, I'm going to put this with a heavy dose of rumor, speculation, um, ripples. I don't know what else to say. What do you think this Kelly is- Moore hates more, liver and onions or speculation? <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? I, I'm, I'm thinking back in his days in, in 1865. Uh, I think liver and onions was on, was at the old farmhouse. It was a high end meal back then. <laughs> and the rumor mill wouldn't get to you for three months. Cause it was coming by horse and carriage. That's right. Yeah. But I, I'm having fun with Kelly, but I totally side with him on most of this, but yeah, yeah. not today. I don't, no, it's free for all. It's free for all Friday. Now we got two text messages about this. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Um, uh, this texter says, talk about the latest Jets rumor, trade rumor with the Rangers. This also texter says, Paul here, uh, would have loved to ask Paul Edmonds what he thought, but I hear a rumor of a trade is in the works. And that's all this is, is a rumor. It's speculation. Um, it's, 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 it's coming out of left field, but it is, it, but Jim, the thing it is. It literally came from a site called NHLTradeRumor.com. Dot, dot me. It's even dot me. Oh, um, but hey, listen, it's free for all Friday. And free so I just want to like, but the, here's the really interesting thing about this, Jim. This is a very, very interesting trade that is being suggested. Um, it would involve, and, and thanks for the text messages, guys. No, 204-780-6868. The trade would be center Mark Shifley 
and promising defenseman Ville Hainala from the Jets to the Rangers. In return, the Jets would receive center and winger Philip Heidel, along with defenseman Braden Schneider from the Rangers. What do you think about that, Jim? I love it. Yeah. But I will say that, look, Heidel's a player I think the Jets have been interested in for three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 23-year-old center who I think last year finally came into his own, can play the left wing as well. He's locked in for four more years at $4.4 million. It's a good contract. I am all about Braden Schneider. I loved him in the Western Hockey League. I think he had a great first year. He's on his ELC going into the second year at 925. So you have him for two more years on his ELC, and you got Heidel for another four, including this year, at 4.4. Heidel is 23. He's turning, he's turning 24 in just a few days on the 5th. He already has four years of NHL experience under his I belt. I love Heidel. I know he's got three hundred and twenty-seven NHL games already, and he's still young. Here's the only downside of it: Who's the first and second line center if they make this trade? Heidel's one of them. Yeah, and then the other one is Velarde, or maybe Nemestikov, or may, a Perfetti, something like that. Perfetti, Perfetti yeah. is probably yeah. the other one. But um, I love this deal all day long because of the the what you have in Heidel's contract and the control with Braden Schneider. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because Mark Scheifele is most likely leaving, he's not resigning and he's going to take a long. I think Mark would like this trade, not just because Bla- everyone's going to go, well, Blake Wheeler's there. The Rangers are in Jacob a win. Truba's there. The Rangers are in a win now mode. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they may finally be looking at giving up some youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they resigned Lafreniere. So. Um, I think they, you know, to get somebody you have to, but to me, Mark Shifley comes in and makes that center position for Heidel better. And I think that's a very good locked in prospect at 24 years old by the time the season starts for the Jets. And I also think Schneider is a really good defenseman. I, he's, he's already top four and I think he could be top two as he goes further on in his career. He's only 21. Yeah, the reason why this is interesting too is, is, was, was, is the piece around Heidel too, Jim, because when there was the idea of the Rangers being sort of in the conversation for Pierre-Luc Dubois, it was always Heidel's name seemed to always surface as uh, a piece of it if the Rangers were going to be involved in that trade. He's been somebody the Winnipeg Jets have um, uh, well, reportedly... I think, in, I think in, the Rangers are higher on yeah. him than Lafreniere, and Lafreniere was the first overall pick. Yeah, yeah, I think he went first overall. So that's yeah. that's bizarre, right? But look at their no, development I know. and course, stuff. I'm joking. He but, um, first overall. We... Um, like, we got a text here. We need a draft pick in that deal, and that's awesome. I'm sorry. You're going to have to kick in a draft pick. Oh, no. You're not sending out oh, a no. pending UFA and a top-end prospect and getting a locked-in center at $4 million at, at ha- yeah. in hockey terms, half the age of Shifley, and a, a ELC top-four D-man you're the team that's going to have to kick in a pick. Oh no, this is a kick in a situation. I mean, you're 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 getting term on both of these guys. Yes, and you're you're Mark getting. Mark Shifley a, could not play for the Rangers next year. That's right. Yeah. And you and you think you're going to get a pick out of it as well? No, I don't no. think so. It, but if you threw around. in a pick, yeah. I I I I don't mind that trade. I because if and I'm, if I'm the Rangers, as much as I love and believe, and so that's the difference in the two organizations, right? The mm-hmm. Jets could not trade a Heidel at four, four, $4 million locked in for four more years. Yeah. Because they don't know where the next center's coming from. Oh, God, no. But the Rangers could trade him away and go sign one, including Shifley, next season. That that contract would be so valuable to this team. It's unbelievable how valuable that contract would be. I might kick in two picks to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. 
No, that's crazy. I'm sorry. Free for all Friday got to me. <laughs> I would I would add a pick though. I would add a third yeah. round pick to make this happen. Yeah, a sweetener. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. If there is a, a potential for a trade of that ilk, um, I definitely think that would be something that Kevin Cheveldayoff, as the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, would seriously consider. Now, do I think Heidel's as good as Scheifele right now? No, I don't. He is so not. you're giving up a ton of offense. But moving forward, you're saving $2 million this year. But that's going to catch up to you in the Schneider contract. I, I think at but face value. I think you could, you know, the problem again is, yeah. is so if Perfetti is your other center, I like this. Velarde, Perfetti, Heidel for the next three to four years mm-hmm. down the middle, all in their early 20s. I'm all about that deal because I think that's about as good as the Jets are going to do. The idea that you're going to trade one of these guys. Now, the only other thing is I, I should stop myself. If you traded Hellebuck, I think you'd get a second line center minimum. Yeah. But who has a second line? Again, if you're if you're a contending team, like the Rangers aren't sending out a second line center here. Well, and here's, but he's going to be a second line center minimum. That's and I've always and I've said that the, this whole this whole summer I've been saying you're going to you're not going to get a pound for pound guy now, but in two years time that's what you need to get is a guy who is going to be at Shifley's level if not more. Here's a question for you, Jim, and this one's coming for me. If you can find a way, maybe not this trade, you know, and all the and all this being speculation stuff. If if there is a trade there to be made for Shifley of this ilk, maybe not something, but something similar to this. Right where you see a a, a Hainola get moved or 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 a piece on the left side or the, wherever it doesn't matter, would you consider then holding on to Hellebuck through the rest of the year, or would you trade him? Well, I I would trade him too. Yeah, I would go with this with Bersouin, and um, I mean, there's still some goalies you could. I I mean, Calgary's got three goalies. They got the HL Player of the Year, goalie of the year. They got Dan Vladar. I think I think you could make the goalie thing work with whatever you got back for Hellebuck. Yeah. But I don't like if you trade Shifley off this lineup, keeping Hellebuck to me is 204 Especially if he's not coming back. It's it's ridiculous. If you're gonna keep them both, then I think you can make the playoffs. But if you're gonna trade one Shifley, I think you gotta trade Hellebuck. 204-780-6868, free for all Friday. Uh, give us a call. Send us a text. Hey, phone lines are open, 204-780-6868. How about, how about this text? Jets should have drafted Schneider instead of Perfetti. I don't think so. In in two years from now, Perfetti could be a point-of-game player. Perfetti slipped big time. And if you look I, at I the I don't like defense, this game of who you should have drafted. I don't like that No, game. I don't like that either no. because you draft who you draft at, at the time, and at the time they didn't need defensemen. They need to, when they drafted Perfetti, it was the exact time to draft Cole Perfetti because they needed to start replenishing the center depth. Who's a guy and who high slipped. end skilled center depth? And Perfetti slipped. So to them, yeah. The, at the time, swing, yeah. at the time they had like this is two years ago. I think the draft you're talking about. You had Hainola drafted. You have or we're Logan Stanley was was drafted. You know, yeah. you had Dylan Sandberg coming up uh, through Duluth at that point. You're winning, probably thinking winning in your NCAA head, championships. You're probably yeah, Dylan Sandberg yes. here. I'm yes. looking at this going. Do we have some really good young defensemen, or do we have some really good young centers that could potentially be point of game players? I take Perfetti in that draft over Schneider every time. That being said, as I've already said, I love everything about Braden Schneider. 
This text I think says, his mom is an RCMP officer. Like it, it, just everything I've read about him when he was drafted and how well he played in Prince Albert, I believe it was, and everything. I just I'm a big, he played for the Wheat Kings, but he's from Prince Albert. Right, the Wheat yeah. Kings. Sorry, yeah. um, but he's from Prince Albert. I I really I know that makes it sound like I don't know who I'm talking about because I just didn't know where he played and where he's from. But you just I, you just I do that all the time. Like, I, I I'm a really big fan of his, and I think he's got a very bright future. But the other side of this is is good for the the Rangers for drafting him. But they have their Trubas and they have their Adam Foxes and they have their like when he comes off as ELC, if he's a top two defenseman by then, they can't afford that. You have K Andre Miller, another guy that they're definitely want who who yeah. really had a great year last year. Um, those you you're not going to want to spend a lot of money beyond those three guys. You can spend money on three demon, and you can't spend any more, even nope. if you have a solid D. No, so that's so. why a guy like Braden Schneider is a guy that would be available for something like this. And but it, the real reason I like this deal, Cam, again is. The Rangers are in win-now mode. They're in win-last-year mode. Yeah. They have Shesterkin. They got their defense. They got this high-end top six. They brought in Patrick Kane last year because we're in win-now mode last year. This makes us better at center, and it gives us a prospect back. This makes the Jets alleviate some of their issues of losing somebody mm-hmm. for nothing and getting a, a bona fide, really up-and-coming center. I mean, you basically would add another Velarde to this. What yeah. is this guy going to be? It looks pretty good. This texter says, if Chevy gets for Hellebuck and Shifley, all he gets for Chevy, for Hellebuck and Shifley are draft picks, what will the economic impact be on this team? Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a draft. You're going to be pushing back where this team is going to be over the next little bit. Yeah, and I that's mean, what they, we got into last, yeah. last week, right? Yeah. And, and I thought it was a very good, uh, frank discussion, to be honest with you. I don't know... What what's going on? Like they need mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. When we talk pandemic and no fans in the stands, one of the most and I know they make money. Don't get me wrong. One of the most affected teams is a small market like Winnipeg, and they need to start like making the playoffs. Is I think it's we, they equated it last year when we were doing this. It was three million a game on home ice. That yeah. and that really offsets like being a small market like it is and everything like that. So. Uh, but I, I think these are the <laughs> discussions that go on, right? Like, yeah. But if you could pull off a trade like this, they want to win now because they know if you're not in the playoffs, they're probably not going to sell. But, I mean, you could you could really be on to something in two years from now with this if they pulled this trade off. Yeah, 204-780-6868, uh, 204-780-6868. Send Helly to the Big Apple, two for Shesterkin. Now, that, that is not going to happen. That... The Rangers would be six days a week, Cam. But today, how old's Shesterkin? Let's talk about yeah. it. Hey, let's talk some bombers. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6860. Labor Day Classic. We're entering uh, my favorite two weeks of the CFL season, of course, the Labor Day Classic followed by the Banjo Bowl. This text message is from Sean. Sean says, how do the bombers use all their offensive weapons? I've never seen a stacked bomber team, receiver, QB, running back. I think Dembski and Olivero's contracts are done. How do you keep them and keep happy all their weapons? They all want the ball. Buck has it easy. I think Buck... Um, has to go for some new tricks in the chest. O-line playing a lot better than they were at the beginning. That one from Sean. Um, I believe Nick Dembski still is. He signed a three-year deal in the offseason, didn't he? Yes. I'm pretty certain about oh, that. Oh, Nick Dembski? Yeah, Nick Dembski. I thought it was two. Maybe it's three. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll confirm that. But I think Oliveira's deal, because he signed a two-year deal uh, after Andrew Harris left, so his deal is at the end of this, and he is going to get paid, and he deserves it. But, I mean, how do the Bombers balance things out there, Jim? 
Yeah, well, that's going to come, right? Like, when you see the Chad Kelly contract in signed, Toronto... Uh, sorry, just Nick Dembski signed a three-year extension on February 5th of this yeah, year. So, so that's he's, great. He's, he's got two more years as yeah. a bomber after this. Um, but th- that Chad Kelly contract in Toronto it just screams to me when all I read about it was great, yeah. but next year the Toronto Argonauts are going to have to make some major mm-hmm. surgery to their lineup. It just, to me, goes the brilliance of Kyle Walters. Mm-hmm. Like to keep this core together for this long and to lock them up. It's it's almost impossible. It's, I mean, and then it also goes to everybody else involved, right? Like with Walters and Ted Gavaya and everybody else who have Mm -hmm. sort of continuously found the other positions. Um, Danny McManus, all those guys. Danny McManus, to bring in the DBs and to bring in the other positions. and, And then let's not forget the culture that they've built to get, you know, Kenny Lara to come back at a discount. They don't, the, the players, like that, people, yeah, they don't, people leave. don't, I don't know if we understand that enough that it, like Toronto has to make surgery now because they signed their star young quarterback. Yeah. Winnipeg re-signed their star MOP quarterback and brought back the top receiver in the league at a discount. That doesn't happen in other organizations. Mm-hmm. So it just speaks to, I think the the whole package of it, the culture, the brilliance of the, the contracts, the, the scouting and finding other guys when you are paying your stars. Yeah, and and uh, Doug Brown always brings up this point whenever this thing comes up here is the fact that you're going to get the playoff checks, right? If you go into the Great Cup, you're making X dollars. If you get in the West Final, you're making X dollars. If you win the whole thing, you're making X dollars. Yeah. Living in a cheaper place like Winnipeg as opposed to Toronto or Vancouver, still, there's, a, there's a lot of offset there. You know what I'm five saying? Five and ten grand a week is great, and players will sign specifically for that. Yeah. But when you're making 250 or three and you're taking 175 or 220, that and, doesn't offset all of it. And you're happy here. You know what I'm That's saying? Another, and you're like, going to win and you're going to play. And, and you're going to be happy and you know, you're going to have a chance at a championship. And you know what? At the end of it, you might find yourself in the Hall of Fame at the Blue Bomber Hall of Fame. And you might find yourself your name, your name up in, in All you in have the ring to do honor. was what my point about culture is, is look at the players that have gone and left Edmonton. And look at the players that have left here and wanted to desperately come back. Yeah. Specifically from Edmonton. It's totally true. It's culture. Yeah. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.